0: You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network brought to you by Exodus Trail Cameras. In case you're not familiar with Exodus, all of their cameras are backed by a five-year no BS warranty and even includes five-year theft and damage coverage. They simply have the best trail camera warranty in the industry and have the customer service to back it up, right? The best part about that is their cameras flat out work, period. Now, April 2nd and April 3rd, they are running a 20% off special off the Trek and the Lift 2 cameras. That's 20%. All you have to do is enter the discount code APRIL and you're going to receive 20% off your purchase. So go to exodusoutdoorgear.com, take a look at their cameras,
1: and take advantage of the special offer.
0: This is the Son Outdoors podcast. He's dead right there. He's dead right there. Hey guys, McCade here. With the spring weather rolling in, uh, Utah has been pretty dang nice. Um, so we thought it would be appropriate to release an episode that we recorded at the Hunt Expo with Jace Guyman. Jace is a shed hunting fool, he's a hunting guide um, on the side, he kills dang awesome animals himself and he's just an all around great dude. I had the pleasure of hunting with Jace uh, a couple of years ago when I had an archery elk tag in Utah and I've just been super impressed with the guy ever since. So speaking back on the shed hunting part, um, I was able to go out shed hunting with some friends. This weekend, it was kind of a turkey hunt, well, turkey scouting trip, rather, turned into a shed hunting trip, and uh, we ended up finding some elk sheds, so we thought it'd be super appropriate to release this episode with Jace, for all you shed hunting nuts out there, Uh, maybe scratch it and itch, and give you some extra motivation to get out there, pound the hills, put some miles on your boots, and find some shed antlers, so... Uh, Hope you guys enjoy this one. It's a great one. Follow Jace uh, on social media. We uh, mentioned his social media handles at the end of this podcast, so definitely go follow him and uh, follow along on his journeys. As always, this podcast is Concealed in Kings. Kings Camo uh, delivers affordable camo and uh, just quality gear Um, and this month we're focusing on spreading the word about their solids they have they started coming out with some solid colors in all of their pieces uh this last year or two and they're getting more so i picked up uh the quarter zip uh elevation tee in both gray and olive and Wore the the charcoal or gray piece out this weekend and loved it. It was a perfect layer. Um, Wore it most of the weekend without a jacket over the top, but when it chilled out a little bit in the early mornings and the late evenings, threw threw an extra layer over it and it was perfect. So check those out. Um, I do have to mention our discount code has changed. The savings is still the same, but... The code you type in when you're shopping at kingscamo.com has changed. It used to be just son S-A-H-N, but now that we've tacked on outdoors to the back of that. So, Outdoors at checkout, kingscamo.com, you'll save yourself 15% off your entire purchase. Sale items included. Go stock up on some awesome pieces for your shed hunts, your turkey hunts, your scouting trips this summer, and get the jump started on the fall hunts so check them out they're great people thanks we got the man the myth the legend finally (laughs) i know it is a big legend
1: for me for sure dude this guy there's this guy that can run up and down the mountain with an elk quarter on his back (laughs) and not even breathe hard i was blown away I was blown away, dude. You were an animal,
0: and I got talking to Kelly about you, and he's like, I call him the machine for a reason.
1: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Kelly
2: was saying that. When well, it stuck, he started <laughs> calling me that, and it, I don't know. It's so
0: <laughs> fitting. I'm like, who is this guy? <laughs> so how do you, you do him? it?
1: Do you even, like, do you work out to do it, or do you just use the mountain as your training tool? Basically, the mountain year-round.
2: I don't yeah, have an off-season, so. Yeah, yeah your legs, you always got mountain legs? Yep. no. They just no keep going.
0: Head. You're out there scouting for sheds, you're out there shed hunting, you're out there scouting for the fall, hunting, guiding.
2: Yeah, because you got lion season leads Lions. into scouting for yeah. the shed hunts, the shed hunts, then it's trail cam season.
0: Dude. <laughs>
1: that leads right into the hunts. So it's, and, I've been on a few lion hunts and that's brutal. Yeah. You know, you're like, oh yes, it's only a 500 yard tree. That's good. <laughs> that's good. The chase was short. Oh no, the lion jumped. Crap. You know, like oh, hundred yeah. yards from the tree. Yeah.
0: You are super talented at everything you do, too. Like, I know you put in the work for it. Like, it's not just this luck thing, but, like, you you take one swipe through your Instagram page, and you're like, this guy is legit (laughs) from everything. You're out there chasing lions this week, and then you're videoing a bull this week, and then, dude, all your posts for a while there with all your kill shots you had been filming.
1: My word, this guy. <laughs> I know, the kill shot. Those are some sweet videos. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Way Watching. That's cool. You've been part of some freaking awesome hunts.
2: It's been a lot of fun. This year was a good year. We had some big like bulls it. and got into sheep a little bit and, and lions and a little bit of everything. A little that's bit cool. of every species. So
1: Yeah, I hunted some deer. Yeah. some videos for some deer and stuff like that. So, so you had a pretty good elk tag last I, year. I did. Got. Well, um, how'd you get that tag?
2: The the hunt expo, <laughs> five dollar tag. He,
0: he cheated. He slipped a hundred in <laughs> someone's <old> pocket. <laughs> yep. people say that, right? But that's what it's pure, all about. Pure well,
2: luck. well. The, so I, I got on the rack, the regional advisory council yeah. two years ago, and then that year I drew my San Juan tag with thirteen points. I shouldn't have drawn that tag, and then I drew a antelope tag at the expo, and then last year I drew the
1: expo elk tag. So. People are like, hmm. You just got to get on the on the board. (laughs) board. (laughs) What are your responsibilities as you're a member of the rack board? Just to kind of give us a brief.
2: Um, It's so it's month almost monthly meetings. uh, I think there's eight meetings a year, and we go over all the division wildlife proposes the changes for the upcoming year for all the big game species once in a lifetime bear lion. Every everything goes proposed to the rack first. And so that board, we vote on it, review it, vote on it, either pass it or, or don't. And then, based off that decision, the, the DWR can narrow down what, what they should actually be doing so, with the wildlife. So, when
1: somebody goes to a rack meeting in their region, is that where you give your input, and then the board votes on it based on the input of those people that have come, or how does that work? Because I've been to a few rack meetings, and it, they were both heated. The two that I've been to. Oh yeah, to, some them get uh, crazy. It's it insane. Just <laughs> some of the changes opinions, that are huh? proposed, and well, it's just people care, which is good. And and it's sad though. Some most of those meetings there there wasn't a lot of people. It was just a lot of boisterous people that had a few things to say. And it's like for the most part, a lot of the you know sportsmen in that area don't really eh, they don't really know what's going on. Yeah, but, that's... I don't know. It's. That seems
2: to be the case. Most RAC meetings, it's it's people with a very specific opinion, and they they, or they push have a, it
1: an agenda. Yeah, and they and want something done.
2: They'll come and try selling it hard, and sometimes too hard, and then usually doesn't accomplish it as much as you'd like it to. But some some it's really good. We get a really good public um, turnout for some of them, and get a lot of good opinions. And mm-hmm. then oh. the rack votes on it, and then it goes to the wildlife board. So that's an even more narrowed down group of people just just regular guys that volunteer their time and go do that and then it goes to the dwr for the final decision okay uh,
1: awesome. i once was part of a phone call with the wildlife board i think there's a guy big john john oh, i don't know he had a big booming voice I can't remember what his name i don't think he's on there anymore i think he retired or something but it was to do with my sportsman's tag and that was an interesting phone call because everybody was in a group message like there was only three wildlife members in one area and then it would just turned into like a a crazy phone call and everybody's like well i vote this i vote this and then it was just a kind of lickety split kind of thing but uh-huh. yeah those meetings are very interesting let's back up just a second tell us a little bit about who jace
0: guyman is where are you from what do you do
2: oh i'm from from Cleveland, Utah. So, really small town. Most people think Cleveland; they think Ohio. So,
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: a lot of people don't know I'm a Utah resident, but <laughs> Cleveland, Utah, close um, to Elmo. Yep, right by Elmo. Even smaller town. <laughs> yeah. Mission oh, trainers is from Street Elmo. Here? Nice. Yeah. Yeah. But um, there, I'm a welder. Work full time, eight hour days, welding fabrication work. So. As soon as I'm off work. You I, have a
0: full-time job. <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> <you know? Yeah. laughs>
2: Hunting doesn't pay the bills. Yeah, so. Sadly, right? <laughs> I know. It, I wish. But it's it's close to the mountain, so I I live at the base of the Manti unit. And so it's my backyard. I get off work at 3.30, and I head straight to the mountain almost every day. So
0: Wow. Dang. So to say you're, like, obsessed
1: might be a little bit of an understatement. <laughs> might be. <laughs> it's your life. It's, it's an and you identity. just got married. Yeah. Yeah, that work? Was, was that a prerequisite? <laughs> Listen, this is what I do. If you want to marry me, this is what I do. Is that yeah. kind of the prerequisite kind of thing? Like, hey, definitely not expect me to change kind of thing? Yeah. Well, <laughs> and
2: she got thrown into the fire hard because it was, I had that, I drew the expo tag, the Dutton Archery Up tag. And so I needed someone to go with me. So she went on unlimited scouting trips with me and it was, it was kind of thrown that into the, the test, fire. Yeah. So yep, yeah, lots of, lots of miles there.
0: And she stuck through it, huh? So yep. you're, she's a keeper.
2: Yep, for sure. Nice, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah when did you propose? Uh, in uh, you shouldn't shouldn't ask. <laughs> this. Uh, I hope she doesn't <laughs> listen to this. Regardless <laughs> of specific date, did you went skydiving? Didn't you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah freak that! No so, what?
1: Not only did you make her go on scouting trips, you made her skydive to get proposed
2: to. No, so actually, her. It was my birthday, and so she scheduled the skydiving. She's trying to get rid of me, but, <laughs> but I survived. <laughs> Plan backfired. Yeah. So then we went down to the Henry Mountains. That's my favorite place to go. And just look because you see so many big deer. And so we hiked out a ridge, and that—that's
1: where I proposed. So cool on the Henrys. Yep. Bull Pass. Yep. Really oh, close. Man, right there. Really, yeah. <laughs> that's a nice, easy trail. Get up high, see a lot yep. of deer on those open hillsides during the summer. Yep. Yeah, it's a good, good spot. I forgot that you spent.
0: A lot of time down there. When uh, <clears throat> we were on my hunt, he, you had just gotten back from a trip on the Henrys. Yep. And I remember you had, like, gouged your leg with a, a log. <laughs> like, it had gone into your leg, through your pants and in your leg. And I mean, it was a pretty gnarly wound. Yeah. Was- and you're freaking hiking up these insane hills and I can barely keep up with you. <laughs> I'm like, who is this guy? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that, that was a bad one. Clear up at the top of the top of the mountain and had a burned stick go clearing my legs about two and a half inches deep about uh, a half yeah. inch round stick so
0: and he's up there a week later like <laughs> hiking around and he's like ah i really hurt my leg bad i'll see if i can go and holy cow acted like he wasn't even hurt oh. <laughs> uh, so oh. you you have a passion for hunting and you guide a little bit too right yeah
2: work,
0: work for utah big game outfitters still
2: yep partially so i i kind of just do with Wherever I can, so I've, yeah. I've done a few hunts for Bronson Outfitting and okay. around a few different hunts. Yeah, um, a few hunts for Utah Big Game, one for Black Timber Outfitters, and okay. so a little bit all over the board. But um, yeah, that's a good way to make it so you can hunt more and afford to do it. Yeah, <laughs> Jace is needed. Uh, yeah.
1: Hey, I know this one guy. His name's Jace Guyman. He knows where to go. Okay, hey, contact I throw his him. name out all and the then, time. Then another outfitter. <laughs> hey. Talks to the other outfitter. What about, I, I need help here. Oh, I got a guy for you. Colt Adams this last year hit you up. I, and I was like, you need to talk to
0: Jace. He's like, yeah, I, I reached out to him. I'm like, Jace is the, the guy to talk to. He knows his stuff.
2: Knows That's what cool. he's talking He about. killed a stud bull, too. An awesome bull. Heavy. I,
0: I hunted around with him. I, I had uh, told a co-worker if he put in, he had six archery points. I'm like, if you put in for there, you're going to draw that tag. And I know it a little bit. I'll, I'll go down with you, show you what I know and uh he did he went one day
1: <laughs> and i found out colt he only ended up going one day the whole yeah. time
0: well he ended up going by himself the end and i was i had to work i'm like i'm not taking time off for you like i'll come you on weekends he went one time with me um anyway bad deal but then uh i went with colt and we got to be friends and that guy's a beast himself he can shoot, man. He shot his bull like ninety yards? three yards or something. Wow.
1: Like, Still had enough <laughs> penetration for that? Dude.
0: It, yeah, it was a nice bull. He hit it right in the boiler. I've
2: seen the video of it. Yeah. that was, that was a good shot. That's cool.
1: That's yeah. crazy. That's crazy. So with everything that you do, does there ever a time when you get a little I need some time on way off the mountain? Do you ever do you Burn ever out. get bogged down a little bit?
2: You no, know, about about the end of the hunting season every year, like about November I am I'm done. I'm tapped out. Yeah. I usually lose so I'm I just run too skinny all year long, but I, I lose like fifteen pounds through through September. I get down to nothing, look sickly.
1: Yeah. So <laughs>
0: Got a guy yeah. guessing the buck.
1: <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> <laughs>
0: So what do you do to recuperate? Get your uh get just, your
2: mojo back. Just stop hiking with heavy backpacks yeah. <laughs> every day. Stop carrying out elk. I, I carry out usually at least ten elk every every fall.
1: This guy is Jeez. a beast. Yeah, that's what he that's what he's come to know. I now know if I draw him anti tag, Jay he's dead. So I'll I'll wait. When I and shot this, uh, when, gave- when I
0: shot this bull there were four of us. And we started on him. Jace was with my dad. They had gone after a really, really nice bull. Close call. Unable to make it happen. But they came back, and we had this bull on the ground taking care of it. Jace it's like, like, watch out. <laughs> I mean, the bones are, like, clean. No <laughs> hanging meat at all. And we had that thing loaded up. Jace had the heavy pack. I, I took a day pack in there because I was burnt out, and I didn't know if it was going to happen. Like, my spirits were like... Pfft right <laughs> jace is a beast four of us packed that thing out we had it on the ground at 8 30 and in the back of the truck by 230 jeez yes. thanks to this guy it was awesome <laughs> that was a heavy one yes and it was. steep this <laughs> <was> very steep <laughs> bad canyon <laughs> he, we got it down into this wash and jace stopped at the bottom and like he videoed me coming down this thing and i'm like one step two step down slide i'm like
1: I'm just going to slide the rest of the way. You, do, you always get to that point where you're like, oh, man, you know what? It might actually be better. <laughs> Is it worth walking? I'm trying to get up and stand up on it, but that's so, crazy. So the Instagram handle, JDG Sheds. Sheds. Is that,
0: like, your biggest passion or?
2: Uh, no, September out. But you can't really put, like, the rut. <laughs> JDG, she, <laughs> JDG Sheds the rut. <laughs> a little bit weird. <laughs> no, so. Yeah, it's just my initials and then sheds. My first yeah. email address when I was like 14 or something, so it's just stuck. Gotcha.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah, y- you, uh, you kill it in the shed game. I know you put a lot into it. Tell us about like what you do as far as preparations for going out and gathering a bunch of antlers. What goes into that?
2: A lot of scouting. I like to find the biggest groups of bulls or bucks together and then just leave them alone bucks it's like mid to late february like february 20th about when i usually start if you go in too early other guys do and, and you'll find a few but most of them are buried or else they're still in the head and so
0: when do you start your scouting for sheds
2: oh year round it's, it's all <laughs> if i see one. a buck or a bull in september that i want his horns i'll i'll, I'll try to like keep tabs on that animal and learn it. and it really helps with hunting too because if i track a bull from september and i know where he ends up wintering and then I see him on the winter range. I know he's going to be back in September to hunt. So it, it really makes it a lot easier to keep a kind keep of a hit list going yeah. of animals. But
0: And you're one of those guys that knows animals. You know, like, where they are summer at and where they winter at. Oh, I yeah. Mean, you, you're putting in that time. That's awesome to me. Like, I, I come up with a lot of excuses why I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it I, takes too much time. But.
1: sacrifice a lot in other areas. Yeah, that's, that. I've tried, I've tried to do it, but I can't, I well, when I say I've tried, I think I one time I was like, I'm going to watch these guys all winter, and then in the summer I'm going to go find them, and then in the summer I don't find them.
0: How far typically do does an animal travel from their summer to their winter range and vice versa?
1: It's way unit specific, so
2: the Manti unit is one of the closer ones, most of those bulls will move like maybe four miles tops, and that's just lower country, they just head down but
0: what do you see from summer to like the rutting grounds for elk? at travel distance.
2: Uh, again, the Manti is pretty close. They they stay
0: kind of hanging st- the same area. Stay
2: pretty close area. There's one or two bulls I've tracked in the past that have gone like 15 miles, yeah, but I've heard of a couple on that um, unit. Most of them stay that. super central, but then there's other units like um, like San Juan. The San Juan unit is horrible. You I had a bull on my trail camera. In mid-August, and I had the same bull on trail camera at the end of September, over 35 miles away, Gee, over the top of the mountain. Holy! Smokes. And he's got a messed up pedicle, super recognizable bull, yeah. 100% him. And Definitely moved forever. 35 miles
0: away—that's away. incredible to me, yeah. man. But but then I guess you you look at it and they just started learning more about mule deer migration and like you know that whole migration route they started patterning and those those deer were traveling i forget like uh, i seemed like 100 miles
1: yeah up in wyoming is that right yeah yeah they did yeah. over 100 miles just kind of getting off of i don't know if it's a wind river range or what it is or if it's off of like region g stuff like that they're coming clear down to like rock springs yeah, all the so,
2: wilderness area just
1: yeah yeah I, yeah region specific right yep. interesting
0: so you, you start that all year round, and then you said you start saying you were doing going out for deer mid to late February. Yep. When do you start for your elk? elk As you're looking for deer.
2: <laughs> the, the, so the older the bull is, the earlier he's going to shed. But usually, the oldest bulls will start to shed like early March to mid March, like March 10th, 15th. It's about when I see the first bulls ever shed, and then around like March. March 25th to April 1st is when the majority of your bulls shed, and then a lot of raghorns can hold on clear until April 10th, April, April 20th. So,
1: He's throwing out, like, specific numbers. Good God. That's how you know somebody's been in the field a lot. He's like, well, he actually, on average, you know, it's about this date. Goodness uh, gracious. Hey, That's when you're awesome. passionate about it, we had
0: Hidden Instinct on this morning, and Garrett told us the day and time he killed his first coyote.
1: As a 10-year-old. That's impressive. Remember
0: that... Thirty I'm, years
1: ago, <laughs> yeah, that's impressive. 90%. So when you have a passion for something, that's true. Yeah. That is very true. So what have you always been? But has your family always been in, into hunting? Is that what kind of got you started? And then you just took it to a whole nother level. Your brother does the lion stuff, right? Yep, yeah, it's my cousin. Oh, that's, your
2: cousin. It's my cousin Brett. Does the lion, Brett Guyman. He's probably best hounds guy I've ever I've ever even seen. He's not. He's obsessed with it. Like yeah. it snowed today, guaranteed. Whether work, if he was. On his deathbed with the flu, he would be out in the morning looking for lion tracks. But Dude, houndsmen huh.
1: are strange like that. You know <laughs> what I, I mean? I was just going to say, is there like a if houndsman you're a, that isn't crazy? If you're, a, <laughs> if you're a houndsman and you're semi-successful, I feel like they're all kind of... A little crazy. <laughs> they are a little crazy. And then... But does your cousin? Does he like to hunt big game still, or is he just kind of like? Man, oh, yeah. I really just want to hunt a bear or a lion right now.
2: No, if they're if he can, he definitely likes getting his dogs out and working them. But he's he's also one of the best big game guides I know. He he kills a lot of big bulls every year. So
1: okay, okay, because the the he's, houndsmen I know they're just kind of like, no, big game doesn't do it for me anymore. I like to see my dogs, you know, work with them. Like yeah. you know, just so rewarding for him to see him tree a lion or whatever. But but yeah so tell us a little bit more about your
0: boulder hunt it's a unit had you been there before or er, Dutton yeah the Dutton sorry yeah yep
2: the no Dutton. so I though so I've, I've had a couple of rough years of learning units I, I drew the San Juan two years ago sight unseen I'd never stepped foot on the unit and so I had to go scout it get my bull killed and then last year I drew the Dutton and I, same thing I had to look on the on the hunt maps to see exactly where Dutton's boundaries were I didn't know yeah. Never step foot on it.
0: Do you get intimidated by that, or is that like you're confident because you, you have this, like, track record of, oh. you, you know the animal behaviors and the terrain they like to live in? And.
2: So I, I was pretty confident. I knew it was a decent unit, but it's a low-success archery hunt. It's like 15% success rate, and so, but I also knew I didn't want to just shoot a bull. I, I've i got a bull. I wanted to, I wanted to upgrade, and so um, I wanted the experience of the hunt, and then... If possible, kill a bigger bull than I had. And if not, I was happy to go home without one. And So in scouting, that's kind of what I set my goal for. And I just kind of take it as a challenge. I knew that I needed to put in the time. And so I bought, practically could have mortgaged a house with the trail cameras I bought. But (laughs) (laughs) I bought, I think, 20 cameras just for Dutton because I'd never stepped foot on it. I knew it was a big unit as far as the country. It's a small geographical unit, but huge deep canyons crazy hard to scout very little roads and so bought a lot of cameras and put in the time and was able to find a couple really good bulls and then the bull that i killed i actually just glassed up um a lot of early mornings never got pictures of him um just glassed him up but
0: that's cool he was a stud bull why did he end up scoring
2: his 372 and that's that's unofficial that's just my tape but his mass crazy crazy mass over 60 on his mass he's Heavy old bull, yeah,
0: stud. So. If you haven't seen the picture, which I'm sure you have, <laughs> right? But go go to Jace's page and look that bull up. He's just ginormous. So you had a <laughs> Did you
1: have to juggle that between guiding? Oh or, yeah. Or did you say, "Hey, I'm not going to guide until after I kill my bull"?
2: So I, in 2017, I took seven guys on archery elk hunts, um, or helped with them. Whether I guided them fully or just helped, but that year I. I had my own Dutton tag, and my brother had a boulder archery tag. And so I just basically canceled all archery plans but that and got my bull, then went and called my brother's bull in for him. He had hunted hard and passed a lot of big bulls. And he actually shot the wrong bull. We thought we was on, like, a three seventies bull, and it ended up being a three forty six bull. But just looked looked exactly the same. Wow. Called it in, came running in like 16 yards, broke through the thick pines <laughs> that close, and he just whacked it. Yeah. No hesitation. Yeah, 346
1: bowl that close. Kind of hard to just, like, pass up on that yeah. opportunity. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. And what day, how it. many days did he have left to hunt?
2: Uh, he had two days left to hunt, no. but I had to leave that day. I was going to Zion to guide a desert sheep hunt, and so that was my last day to help him. Then he would have been solo again. And
1: Probably kind of just, hey, here's the hand you're dealt with probably kind of a hidden blessing almost maybe yep uh, yeah was definitely he, was he still pumped about it though
2: oh yeah he was He was stoked it, it was one of those moments you just can't help but ha- be happy it came running into 16 yards screaming its head off in the thick timber with a bow and, yeah
1: just that's cool
2: died within sight could have that is fun man. yeah it was awesome hard unit to hunt boulder it is you you have to put in a lot of trail camp time to have success on that unit it's, it's the best unit in the state there's more 400 inch pulls on that unit than any other unit but it's definitely a hard unit to hunt. Just so thick? Yeah, zero glassing. It's 100% spot. Or I mean, going by sound, sound listening to bugles or else sitting wallows and stuff early before Man. before the rut starts.
1: Man.
0: You, you have a pretty mean trail camera game. How many trail cameras on average a year do you run?
2: In the past, I've only ever ran about 15 to 20. This year, with my Dutton tag and my brother's boulder tag, I put... I think six on Boulder with him, and I had like 14 or 15 on um, on Dutton, and then I had a client for the Muzzleloader San Juan, so I put 10 or 15 down there, and then I had a client for the late season on Manti, so I put about 10 there. I, I was running, I think, 44 cameras at, now, at the peak Now, how the this heck year. do you check all those? Oh, it,
1: it sucks. <laughs> like, good goal. Yeah. Never ends. Like, I, do you, are you able to go down to the San Juan... And check all your cameras in one day down there, or is it, yeah, I mean, start early and end late?
2: It's a two-day thing. i got to go down Friday as soon as I get off work, check one or two that evening, spend all day Saturday and drive home at midnight, or else plan on staying Sunday morning. So wow. it, it's a weekend. Quick
0: it, trips, running, gunning, checking cameras. Yeah. to the next one. Yep. It, wow.
1: Thank. It's I fast. know. We, I've run we a few, still have cameras up because it was like oh, we don't really want to hike up there. Especially, Especially if you
0: spread yourself out between units, it's like it's hard to get up to. <laughs> you know, you got to dedicate a whole week to one area. and <laughs> yeah. Travel time.
1: So, yeah. are, are elk your passion? Definitely. You're your 100% elk.
2: Oh yeah. If if they if the rut wasn't like it is bugling and just crazy, then I'd love mule deer. Big mule deer. Is
0: That's why I love elk. crazy, but. But I'm getting this bug now This climbing with mule deer. Uh-huh. There's something cool about them. Like yeah. I'm, I'm catching on to. Yeah. The ghostly. I, I don't think they'll ever top like a bull coming running and screaming in your face. But
1: <laughs> See, I, I, I always compare the bugling of a bull coming in to that same adrenaline rush you get when you've been glassing for 45 minutes straight, not seeing anything, and then you glass up a hoof of a deer bedded, and you're... That's a buck, uh-huh. and then when you start to see him, and you come out, and then you're like, "Oh, buddy, the <laughs> there he is. I found yeah. you!" kind of thing. That's yeah. that's what gets me. Like I'm 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 still a mule deer guy, but like you, I'm starting to become more like an elk. So it's like we're swapping places yeah. almost. Cause. And <laughs> it, I don't know if that's because I have I can draw a tag maybe now, so I'm getting a little bit more excited about it. But my yeah. mom's help, help hunt helped me. Yeah, that was a fun. hunt. That was my first experience with rutting bulls, so that was cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, I took some things I learned from you onto that hunt <laughs> i was like i'm no pro but i love elk let's go and yeah <laughs> trying some things some calling sequences that you were doing and just taking those little bits of information it was a lot of fun we had some bulls
1: bugling back with us and yeah put some stocks on it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun mm-hmm. then it got windy <laughs> then you couldn't hear anything oh I, I hate I it winds worst it. i know no you worse. can't call they won't answer they nothing yeah So
0: what are some things you look for uh, for location to set up cameras?
2: Uh, So I I spend countless hours on Google Earth. I I get on Google Earth and like Dutton this year, I put over 200 pins on my Google Earth on the Dutton unit alone, just places I thought looked promising. Then I'll go back through and I'll delete them all. I'll go back through and I'll say, ah, this place, it's a great, pretty meadow. It's got, it looks like a stream running into it, but there's nothing but rock all around it. No good meadow or no good bedding areas there's no thick pines nothing for an elk to bed in that they'll like so i'll x that area off and so i'm looking for a combination of good feeding with bed a water source elk love to wallow so if there's if there's water they're going to be able to wallow and then that thick thick dark timber bedding area Or it doesn't have to be dark timber in a burn area you're looking for just a pocket of standing timber that stayed and then the new growth quakey's coming up An elk will bed in that just the same as they will dark timber okay. So. Just looking for that right combination of spot. And then I'll go put a camera there. And I try to find a wallow or else if it's a nice meadow where they're feeding naturally, I'll find a trail and I'll put some mineral out on it. But Google Earth, definitely just looking for the combination of things elk need. Thick cover and water and good place to feed.
1: How did you learn all that? I understand. I mean, I know your family, you grew up hunting and stuff like that. Did you take some of their knowledge and then just time in the field? You just learn it? I mean, Yeah,
2: just, my dad was really hardcore hunter he liked hunting a lot but he just did it kind of old-fashioned way He'd just go out and hunt never really scouted and so i just kind of took that and i went well, i'm not getting the same result there's not as many big animals now so i got to put in something else and mm-hmm.
1: looked and started doing doing that extra little bit just kind of learning as you went and yeah kind of that's cool that's yeah. cool
0: and you've killed some awesome bucks too like don't get us wrong. Like you <laughs> killed some awesome elk, but you've killed some stud bucks too.
2: A few of them. Yeah.
0: Was it uh, Wyoming when, two years ago?
2: Two years. Yeah, two thousand sixteen. I yeah had a good buck on the rife on the region H. Just right. no point. You and know, I just drew with zero and went and went to new area. Looked at Google Earth. Yeah, found a high basin I liked and went in there sight unseen. And there was a big buck. So kind of lucky.
0: And you film pretty much everything don't you at least through a, the spotting scope and yeah filming the kill shots
2: I, i'd love to get better at filming the whole hunt and capturing the experience but when it comes time for the shot filming it for me it helps me judge the animal it helps me know where the shot hit so i know how fast to trail the animal it helps everything so i i make it a priority as soon as we spot an animal i'm throwing down the legs of my spotting scope and putting on the phone scope it's and, a
0: huge advantage for what i've been learning um to be able to review that footage like yeah. you said where you hit the animal and when you need to start looking for it give it some time because <laughs> sometimes yeah. you shoot and you think something happened and you look at footage and it was totally opposite from what you thought had happened like you you thought you hit far forward and you hit really far back i mean things happen quick in the heat of the moment to have some solid evidence that isn't changing yeah.
2: Well, and e- even on video though, um, I've posted some videos on Instagram that I knew where the shot. I'm the one that deboned the elk. I know where the shot hit, and I'll get comments. Oh, that was a horrible shot.
1: I've oh, I saw them. that it's through That's
2: the that. center of the chest. I deboned it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and, like a whole and, argument with people about um, caliber of rifles, and they're bagging you for what you're shooting them with. Oh, they yeah. Up your your caliber. Put a heavier. Bullet oh, it's in funny it. how
1: people get all tough behind a phone screen or computer oh, yeah. screen. You know, it's pretty ridiculous.
2: Yeah, everybody's an expert until they're actually doing it. And yeah. and
1: I think a lot of it's jealousy too. People just want to find a reason to hate. That's just kind of the society we live in. Yeah, you know, and so they're probably seeing that started out like, well, look at this kid. He's got all these successful, like you know, kill shots. And then it's like son of a gun. Well, that one was questionable. Oh, and this one's even more questionable, or whatever they think <laughs> they know. Yep. Yeah. Now so some of your responses on social media just make me laugh. Like, <laughs> yeah. There's no arguing that. Yeah. Like, what can yeah. you say? Results that. speak for themselves, dude. Yep, yeah. <laughs>
2: exactly. Well, I, I try never to get into the social media battles, but some of them you just get baited in, and
1: yeah, yeah, you, you find
0: that they're never worth it. But sometimes yeah. you just had enough. You're like,
1: look, yeah, <laughs> here's <Yep>. the facts. <laughs> so what's your what's your favorite unit to hunt? Is it Manti? Uh, I don't.
2: Know, I, for deer i love the henry's that it's just yeah it's just cool now what's your opinion on the
1: henry's oh we went down there for the day after the day after thanksgiving we went down there to film some rutting mule deer and compared to the 2013 when i went down there and the years after that just during you know going to shed hunt it seemed to me like it i couldn't believe it like the biggest deer we saw was probably 180 180 class, 180 class. I mean, it was. We did see this awesome buck that was all busted up. We have no idea how big he would have been. He was broke like four inches above his head. (laughs) Well, and obviously this year was a horrible water year.
2: Yeah, the water was down this year. But in general, the last, the Henry's is on a down fast downhill slope, I think. I don't think in another five years it's not going to hardly be worth the point. Mm -hmm. It's already not worth the points that that it takes. There's other units that are close to on par with it just the management hunt is a great idea we need a management hunt there but
1: not as many tags
2: yeah and well and unfortunately the management hunt is three point only on one side and most of the bad genetic on the henry's now is a big framed heavy old buck that just never gets forks so he has he's a four point but he'll never score better than 180 that's what they peak out at and so there's really no way around it other than like having some kind of a cull hunt almost where you you're forced to take a guide with you that's taking a orientation course so i don't know how they'd work it but get be able to shoot those four points that just don't have potential
1: man yeah i don't i, I was just blown away and, and even when i was in there down there 2013 learning the unit you know everybody's like yeah you know you see one 200 inch buck a weekend you're doing good they're like back in 2006 to 2008 they're like you'd see a 200 inch buck in every single group Yep. you know so i mean it's still unbelievable it's unbelievable to drive around Especially on Mount Ellen, where you can see 80% of the mountain from the road. Yeah. And there are just bucks everywhere. And then you're like, oh, there's a doe. Oh, holy crap, there's a doe. <laughs> they do exist. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, that's crazy. So that's something. I mean, I, I still tell people, you got to go to the Henry Mountains, July 24th weekend, something to just experience what it's like. Because they're just out in the open, just not even caring about anything. So that's yeah. it. But, yeah, I was, I, was, I was super sick to my stomach when we went down there in November. Because I was just expecting something totally I was different. loving it. I'm
0: sitting here, like, videoing these bucks, <laughs> taking pictures of Zach's, getting impatient. Dude, we, there's going to be a bigger, bu- bigger buck down the road. Let's go, let's go. And I'm like, I mean, there are bucks like this, like 180 class. I'm like, ah, but yeah. I, I'm loving it. He's like, there's bigger bucks. And we never... We never found them.
1: Never found them. So. It is
0: neat, though, how they're just, like, right off the road. Like, it, it almost feels like you're in a... Zoo, like they're right off the
1: road through. until the archery hunt starts yep day yeah, one they they learn yeah, fast holy <laughs> then because that's what i learned summer's like holy cow and i told my buddy i was like you got to come down and see it well we were uh three days after the opening opener of the archery hunt and he's like dude i don't see any big bucks i'm like yeah this <laughs> isn't how it was but they're obviously getting hunted and they've bailed off you know so yeah yep.
2: Yeah, this year I, I only had four cameras. I put four cameras on the Henrys this year. It's, usually I only have two down there. This year I put four, trying to get some pictures of big bucks. Even though I didn't plan on getting down there, I just barely finally checked them a month ago for the first time. But there's the best buck on the whole mountain this year that anyone knew of. is about. A, he scored two twenty-seven. He got killed on the rifle hunt, but he was on one of my cameras. I've watched him for about five years. But other than him, I only know of, Two or three bucks that were even over 200 on the entire unit, oh, and they gosh. were barely over like 200 to 205 type deer. So,
1: jeez. Now, I mean, this might be you don't have to answer this question because this might just. But do you stick to the northern or the northern area in Ellen just because that's the majority of the mule deer, or do you go down to Pennell and Hillers? I've always wanted to hunt Hillers, uh-huh. just because it doesn't seem like there's that many deer down there. Probably more rattlesnakes than bucks, but I think oh. that if there was one down there, it'd be a freaking yeah stuff.
2: there's there's a lot of big bucks throughout the unit um ellen's the most popular just because bull pass the road goes right over it but really there's about just as many big bucks on every mountain um hillers is fun it it's a sucky hike to get up yeah. there but you see elk that's not something people yeah, think that's of crazy. on the henry's there's a good herd of elk on hillers um mm-hmm.
1: that's where we found our biggest sheds They're on hillers base of hillers uh-huh. we found a shed at about oh i don't know 9,500 feet. feet huh. climbing up hillers one day and Scott just picks He's like, holy crap, it was just in this drainage at 9,500 feet. There's a shed.
2: Yeah, that's unusual. 110-inch side. Probably following the buffalo trails. Yeah,
1: something. It was crazy. Yeah. The
0: Henry's is interesting to me. I've only been there twice now, but you're, like, driving, at least when we went in from the west side, it's like you're driving through, like, outer space or something, like these some foreign planet, desert, just barren country. And then you get up in there, and there's just quakey patches up on the – the mountain water everywhere water yeah except for this year
1: yeah except for this year (laughs) (laughs) because when that's what i was telling mccade i said in the summertime it's almost scary because they can create their own weather system it comes off the boulder and then it's just holy heck i was once on close to the top of ellen and just scouting and all of a sudden it was middle of august and it it held four inches deep just came out of nowhere. I was getting pelted, and I'm like, "What the heck is going on?" Like the summer rainstorms, they're so cool.
2: Oh yeah, and the mountain, Mount uh top of Mount Ellen and Pinnell both. Well, I'm sure Hillers. I just haven't hiked up there during a storm, but the other two, you can be up there in 10 minutes. It's blue skies, and 10 minutes later, it's you're in the middle of a lightning storm that just it's scares scary. you. Yeah, it's crazy Easy mountain. Scary.
0: Tell us a little bit about guiding these sheep hunts, like. Sheep are uh, something that I've recently started to, like, get this interest in. I never was interested in them, and I don't know why. I guess I kind of thought they were more like a goat and a domestic sheep. They just didn't have this appeal to me. But uh, there's, like, Jason Matzinger re- released that Circle of Life film, which was incredible. I've watched a lot of Kelly's footage of, you know, videoing these rams just smacking heads and stuff. I found this awesome deadhead uh, close to home, and it's like getting this little like spark into the the sheep thing they're they're an incredible animal
2: oh yeah wild the wild sheep species are one of the most intelligent animals there is like i think it's like dolphins and elephants and wild sheep they're they're like right up there the most intelligent of species and so the things they do they just have a really weird social structure you'll be watching a herd of rams and they'll like walk up and kick each other and it's just so fun watching them. They they do some weird things. Did
0: Kelly post a video of a, a ram kicking another one right in the junk? I think so. I think oh, they they, they do that.
2: You can't watch Banshee sheep without him doing really? that. It's like, what's up, bro? And they do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Back off, dude. Yeah, it's, they're crazy. they're cool animals, but. It is definitely fun. It's fun the country they live in. It's as much of an adventure just getting into where they live, usually, yeah. as it is to actually hunt them.
0: You've been in some dicey situations on sheep hunts.
2: Yeah, especially with Kobe. Kobe's a nut
1: job, dude. Kobe, I hunt him, and, and, and he—he's different. When we talk like, to you kid. know, you know right away, like dude, got this a guy, crazy
2: look in your eye.
1: <laughs> yeah, from day one, he can just meet like, like he was there. You know, when this buck got shown to me on a picture, and I just, you know. It was everything I wanted in a deer, but I just stone-faced him. And I was just like, yeah, that's a cool buck. You know, you guys will have fun guiding the hunter, you know. And he just looked at me and had to walk away because I think Kelly he was going to punch me in pissed. the face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think Colby was, ba- he was, he was, he was, Colby was about to punch me in the face. <laughs> yeah, he's talked to
2: me about that. He, he was. He's like, who is this guy? <laughs> yeah.
1: I was like, oh, that's cool. I said, we found some big gear deer up here, you know. And, and I just, I don't know, I just wanted to do it on my own. And these guys were just, you know, and, and obviously – that his relationship with his former employer didn't go the way he wanted it to and then and that was the thing everyone's like oh Kobe told you where he was and I'm like no Kobe disappeared man <laughs> like yep. you guys pissed him off and, and he's a, but he's a tracking son of a gun
2: oh yeah he's killed some of the biggest deer killed on General Utah by tracking them out in the desert he killed a 208 typical two I think 2 years ago and then he had a client wounded in even a 230 plus buck that you know that's the thing as a guide you don't you can't account for the client pulling the trigger you can't that's the one thing you can't do for them. and um, kobe found a, t- a 230 plus buck out in the desert on a general unit and his client wounded it it's just one of those things that happens but oh kobe oh, is a stud oh i wouldn't
1: want to wound that caliber caliber of a buck out in the middle of the desert with kobe
2: oh yeah you might not come home you <laughs> might not come home he'd leave pool, you there huh? oh uh, dude
1: uh, well, I always heard stories, you know. Just <laughs> he just find a track, and he will not get off that track. Like he'll he'll go 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 sleep on the track, get up go 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 go.
2: Yeah,
1: he doesn't, and he'll catch up to it. He'll catch up to the buck, and just goes bases off to the. Oh, that buck's five years old, or this buck's that, just.
2: Oh yeah, well, and he's tracked him out. He does it just for fun. So he's tracked some bucks out enough. He knows their track. Like they will have a funny hoof, and he's like, "Oh, that's that buck. He's a 196." What? Oh my god! Oh, my. <laughs> then he goes and kills it, and it's like 197. You're like, "Holy that's crap!"
1: That's a whole other <laughs> level of insanity. Well, and he's he's not <laughs> yeah. the type too that uses social media, from what I understand.
2: Oh yeah, he's uh, you he,
1: wouldn't you wouldn't. I didn't know he. I don't know if he knows how to, to use his phone. <laughs> yeah. <A nice laughs> he's tracking one deer. Yeah. Oh man!
0: So yeah, talk, do you have any stories from your sheep hunts? Like any crazy, well, we crazy situations or
2: there's been some crazy ones. So, uh, 2016, two, two years ago, me and Kobe were guiding a hunt, and the guy we killed a, a really good ram with him. And then we had to go down some or up through a pretty crazy cliff where I climbed up first. and They had to push on the bottom of my shoes, and we're hanging above like a 60 foot vertical drop. They push on the bottom of my shoes to get me up onto the lip. Then I reached down and grabbed all the backpacks, pulled them up, and I reached down and helped everyone. Kobe pushed on the bottom of them. And then Kobe just kind of scrambled up on his own at the end. <laughs> he's like, your technique's wrong. you got to go down forwards. It's more scary when you're going down through cliffs. <laughs> oh but it's more scary, but you're more stable. Like, oh, my heck. Going down an, head first, Yeah. Oh. Or, not not like head first, but forwards away from the cliff rather than oh. facing it. Oh. Yeah. He, he's yeah. a nut. He, Mm-mm. That's pretty scary.
1: Mm. So, as a guide, what's some of the most frustrating things that you have to deal with with clients?
2: Yeah, so
1: n- not to like throw n- people under the bus, but yeah, like, no, no specific. Like, like but you said, you can't shoot the animal for the client. I mean, obviously that's got to be super frustrating. You've put in so many hours running trail cameras. You've prepped this area. You know where this bull is, and then here's the culmination, and he misses. But is there anything else that just drives you crazy? You are know, pretty. So, you seem to be pretty easy going. Like, it would take a lot to piss you off.
2: Yeah, I, I'm pretty easy going. And it's their hunt, so no matter what happens, I always try to keep a positive attitude, not not be negative ever. But sometimes you just got to bite your lip because the worst thing is probably people that, you know, you know you're preparing for a hunt, go out and shoot, practice getting on the scope. The biggest thing I run into is probably people that can't find the animal in the scope. All, they look through their scope and they say, oh, I see a black ring. Like, well, your eye relief's wrong. Creep up on it, pull away something, make that picture appear, and then you'll be able to find it. Interesting. That's that's a major problem. People yeah. get excited in the moment. They don't seat their cheek the same way. and
0: Don't have enough experience,
1: like, yeah. pulling up on their gun. Yep. Well, like, I've struggled, like, I've never struggled with eye <laughs> relief, but I've had times where it's like, hey, I try to take a mental picture. Okay, i got to find that big pine tree in the scope, and then he's right below it. Then I'm, oh, freak, all the pine trees look big. Where do <laughs> I mean, especially when it's a big buck. Like, that was my oh, biggest yeah. thing for my mom was I was super worried she wasn't going to be able to find the bowl in her scope. You know, and I'm just like, oh, please, please, please. But we had gone to the range enough to where she felt more comfortable. You know, I would. we'd practice. She'd be laying on her belly her guns next to her, and I'd be like, okay, mom, pull it up, find the milk jug, <laughs> you know, in 400 yards. Okay, it's over here. Just, you know, she's using landmarks to guide her, and then. So I think that helped a little bit, but uh, I can see how that would be frustrating. Yeah. It's frustrating when you're the actual shooter and you can't up. You know, oh, yeah.
0: What about, like, I mean, you're obviously in pretty dang good shape. You've been doing it all, you know, summer long, all year long. Let's face it, you're doing it all year long, and then someone comes out for this hunt, some rugged terrain. Is it hard for you to slow down and, and like, go at their pace?
2: Oh, it, it is. Sometimes I'll catch myself kind of striding out a little too fast, getting a little too far out in front of someone, and I have to rein it in. But usually I try to gauge everybody's ability beforehand. And, like, if I'm taking someone, you know, a young kid or an older guy, I'll just right off the bat I'll say, just leave your backpack. It's just going to get in the way. Put everything you need in my pack, and I'll you just pack everything. You did that to me. <laughs> <laughs> and I thank you for it. Oh, well, <laughs> you knew
0: what we were getting into.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, and some can't, like where your bowl was, that's, that's an out of the norm, like, that was brutal. Yeah,
0: when we went in there that the night before, mm-hmm. like, yeah. We, I mean, we were chasing, like, the tail end of the day. Like, yeah, <laughs> we had we, limited time. And, yeah, you're like, check everything in my bag, grab a water bottle, leave all that other crap back here. You don't need it. You know, uh, that,
2: this. Seems to be a lot better success when you can eliminate as many variables as possible. It's all—it's yeah. all just an odds game, and so if if you can make yourself thirty seconds faster by carrying their one water bottle, then then I'm going to do it, whatever it takes. So I get—I get a little obsessed, you know. Success is important to me. The experience for the client is the most important thing, but obviously they want to be successful. That's their whole goal, and so anything I can do to increase our odds, we'll do it.
0: And that probably it helps the more you do it right like oh yeah sure your first time guiding is a different experience than some of your more recent ones as far as how you handle the situation
2: oh for sure and especially my video tells on me you can watch <laughs> some of the first hunts i ever videoed the kill shot on and you hear me in the background get him, he's, he's moving through the ridge get, get on get on your scope, get on your scope. Get, okay he's going left he's going left and that does not help <laughs> No, no.
0: You seem really calm. Like I yeah. watched the, you, a bunch of your kill shots. You're like, okay, that was a great shot. You smacked him. Now put another bullet in. Like yep. rack another one in. Hurry ra- hur- hurry, and rack another one in.
2: Yep. No, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I mentally or out loud I, I can sound calm, but mentally my mind's racing. I'm like, what do they have to do to make this happen <laughs> Well, again? you do a good job. At least. It's killing like, me. But... Coming
0: across to him is like confident, cool, calm, collected.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Man, we got all kinds of shuffling going on. People's wives are showing up. And <laughs> Man, um, so you, do you have any hunts planned for yourself this year? Any tags you're hoping to draw? Any things you're looking forward to?
2: No, just uh, close to home. General deer unit. It's not a good unit. Just close to home, so I can hunt after work. Because all my other time, I've my guiding time is going to take all my time this year and really? got to make up for last year not guiding as much and so um close to home unit it'll just be fun just go hunt after work for deer and i'll for sure draw that it's a not a well-known unit well there's not not great deer so you can for sure draw it with art with no points with an archery tag so i'll hunt that and then i'm really hoping to draw region h in wyoming um me and my brother hunted up in the past did well and gonna go back this year so
0: right on That'd be fun with your brother. Yeah, he just recently got home, right?
2: Um, this, that's my younger brother. He'll be oh, going. Okay. He d- he doesn't have the points. Got so. a couple of Some, couple brothers. Yeah, I got Some three them three brothers. There's really? four boys. So
0: any sisters? No, nope. four <laughs> boys. <Damn>. Yeah, <laughs> your mom had her hands full. <laughs> oh, she did. She's a great lady for it. She <laughs> <laughs> had to be four boys, right? No kidding. Awesome. Um, so. You you do social media, you got the Instagram page. Do you have any Facebook you do? No, I really
2: I really so I didn't even have a Facebook until I got home from my mission in two thousand twelve. I, I didn't yeah. I didn't have any social media and I just started an Instagram because um, basically I I wanted to be able to book hunts. Yeah. I, I realized I was a nobody in the outdoor world and if you want people to trust you to hire a hunt you have to have pictures to prove it. A totally. picture is yeah. worth a thousand words, you oh, know. Yeah. And so Started my Instagram page and I started a Facebook just to connect with friends. Really, I don't. I don't hardly use it though. Yeah. But the Instagram, I just post my own stuff. I, I never, never do the reposts. Tried to keep the hashtags to a minimum, and yeah. so it's grown a lot sm- a lot slower than. But it's like probably, genuine. Probably yeah. a lot of people, but it's all my own stuff. I've yeah. never posted other people's. Never posted. Or, and. Or, like, shout-outs. A lot of people message me and say, hey, how about a shout-out? I just don't do that. That's not why I have it. It's, yeah. So you can see my stuff. If you don't like it, don't follow me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, there's something, like, just genuine about a page that is, like, 90% repost, isn't there? Like, you kind of like, <laughs> what's your goal here? Like, yeah. Wh- who are you trying to fake?
2: Well, if you follow more than one or two of them, you see the same post three times isn't in a day. Uh, yeah. It's horrible. <laughs>
0: I don't know. That uh, Gordon Buck, it's a cool story and everything. <laughs> I kind of got burned out the day oh. that they started posting it. I'm like, how many times do I have to see this? <laughs> yeah,
2: it's, it's not your story to tell. Quit posting it, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let, let, no, let I...
0: one person handle it. The one that shot it. or it, it, From what I understand, the, the guy that killed it isn't really big on social media, so he kind of let Black Ovis take and run with it. Yeah. It's like, let, let them do it. Yep. But I guess... Some people, that's, that's their way they're going to find it. They don't follow the right people, whatever. But I, I do like that about your page. It's all your own content. It's all, like, interesting, great stuff. Like, it's, it's like kill shot after kill shot after <laughs> kill shot. I'm like, dude, Jace, machine. Oh, man. Well, reliable. Um, do you do anything with YouTube?
2: I don't. I, so I am the, the definition of, like, technologically impaired. I... <laughs> I struggle with my own phone sometimes, so you know I've got a lot of great content that I could probably put on a YouTube channel. But so far, it's just Instagram. That's... You
0: should work with someone on that. Do you do you at least like keep all your content? Like yeah, I, I've got a hard drive that's
2: kit. that's pretty loaded with stuff. So
0: Man, you got to do something with that. Like look into it. Yeah, it, I I think it could like blow up, dude.
2: Oh, I'll, like, I'll got have tons to. Of I, great content. I need I need to 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 get someone to help me with it. I. Like even sports season rolls around, for example. Just just digress a little bit. Yeah. Sports season season comes up, and I am in the dark. Everybody else, is like, oh, what team you got to win? I'm, what teams are in it? <laughs> Where's that team from? I yeah. I don't watch TV. I don't watch sports. It's I'm too busy hunting. And like in my mind, like a YouTube channel would kind of be the same thing. Like it'd be better, and you can do it especially in the winter. Yeah. That's what I'd have to do is build content till winter when it gets dark at five and yeah. Then, and then put put together a YouTube or something. But as of right now, I probably crash my computer trying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I
0: just from my standpoint, I know it is. It's a it is t- a time consuming thing. Editing sucks. But even like I just think of all your stuff, man. Like compilations, people just eat it up, and it's like Instagram is so limiting to me with that one minute video. Oh yeah, you know? and it's like uh, I want more. But uh, I know it is a time-consuming thing. But think about it. Yeah. I, think, I think you could uh, do some cool things with it. I appreciate okay. it. So um, how do people get in contact with you if they want to hire you for guiding services?
2: Um, request me with any of the outfitters I've mentioned, particularly Utah Big Game Outfitters, if um, they can request me specifically or just contact me on my Instagram.
0: Um, yeah. What? what uh, yeah, that, JDG Sheds. Yep. Send him a message. <laughs> go look at his page. Do you do you strictly stick to Utah? Is that your you don't go guide in other states? Yeah,
2: um I've I've hunted Arizona one time. My only experience I went inside unseen to a new unit just this year and killed a bull. Got, got a bull. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> <the> machine.
0: <laughs> I love it. But,
2: so I could give people a tiny bit of advice there. Colorado I've hunted deer in quite a bit with family and stuff. And Wyoming I've hunted deer myself, but other than that. Um, and that's just advice. I just yeah. I'm willing to help anyone. I like to see people. And that's succeed, what I told so.
0: Colt about you. <laughs> so I, I met uh, Colt through Ian. It was interesting enough. Colt's wife used to babysit Ian's little girl when Ian lived here in Utah, and so Colt knew that I had hunted the Manti. He hit me up. He hit you up and stuff. And we were talking about you when I, I got to meet him. We hunted opening weekend together. And he's like, yeah, I talked to Jace a little bit. I'm like, dude, Jace is an awesome guy. I prompt. That guy will, like, just tell you. He, he's not going to point you at the animal probably, but he will give you all the information he can. Like, he's like, I know. He was like, we he were, he were talking. He was like, I haven't really experienced this area, but you could go try over here. There's supposed to be a bull like this over here. Go hit this area. <laughs> I'm like, dude, uh. it just speaks volume for who you are as a person. Like, being willing to – I mean, the hunting industry, there's people – that are super particular, they don't even want to tell you, like, the area of the state to their... Oh, yeah, you know, most and, people won't even tell you a unit. <laughs> they, they ask you for some help because they know you you know that area, and, like, no, no I'm not going to tell you anything. You're the total opposite, like, and I think that has, that's a lot... To say about who you are as a person, your character—I appreciate. Yeah, it. I just, it I you just so love likeable. hunting. Like you're a good dude.
2: <laughs> I like to see anyone have a great hunt. Uh, the hunt is about the memories, the experience. It's not about the kill, but obviously, obviously that's the goal. But yeah, yeah th- so to see someone go have a great hunt, I'm willing to give them any info I can. Like, yeah, yeah it's just fun. So
0: well, you're awesome. Look Jace up, follow his page. Jdg sheds, like we mentioned you're into shed hunting at all kill shots on big bull elk looking at some stud deer you find awesome uh, mule deer sets in the in the springtime just ridiculous stuff you get some some bears and mountain lions a little everything awesome so yep. well jace i'm going to let you go i appreciate you donating your time to us sit here right. and chat i've wanted to have you I was on this as soon as we started the podcast. I'm finally glad it finally worked out. I'll oh, we'll have to do it again. I appreciate yeah. it. Glad yeah, you had me. For so. sure. All right, man. Thanks again.
2: Yeah, thank you.